Hi, stars. You are now listening to Her Spoken Words. Did I say her? Welcome to a special edition season where it is all about our black men in society. In this special season, we will talk about love, relationship, marriage, police brutality, mental health, and everything under the stars about our black men. I am your host, Gloria Clark, and throughout this season, you will hear from black men all over the state of Georgia. Get ready for laughs, get ready to get educated, and get ready to fall in love with these black men. Welcome to season two, His Spoken Words. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of His Spoken Words. We are on episode four, and we will be talking about marriage and love. In the last episode, if you tuned in, we had guest speaker Rashid Jallo here, and he was talking about the importance of father figures, and he really opened up. He was very vulnerable. If you guys hear little feet in the background, I want to let you know we have a baby live and on set. Layla. <laughs> we have a very, very, very special guest here today. I am so excited to introduce him. He is one of my family members, and I love him so much. He's actually my cousin's husband, and today he will be talking about marriage life, love life, everything. Y'all, this is funny. This is funny. This is my first time having a kid on set. But um, I was telling him, like, hearing her voice could kind of be cool. Like, she's kind of lit. I love her. Her name's Layla. But, um, yeah, so I'm so excited to introduce him. He is my cousin's husband, and he has a lot to say to our black men when it comes to marriage. And the name of this podcast, I decided to name it The Love of a Black Man because I feel like when you are loved by a black man, it is so special and so enduring because black people, we go through a lot. And so when a man can be vulnerable with you and show you love, that is something special and something you should cherish. So I'm so excited to talk about this topic. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and introduce him. I have Quentin here. What's going on? Yeah. How are you today? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm so excited to have you on here. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Of course. So um, just like all my other episodes, we are going to start off with the Would You Rather questions. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> I took it out of hand. I'm sorry. <laughs> Layla. Hey. Oh, man. Yes, yeah, so you have your daughter here. Uh, yes. <laughs> Very uh, active daughter. Very active. I can't wait to talk about her. We're going to get to her. Layla, you're going you gonna to be in a conversation for sure. But like I said, we're going to talk about um, would you rather questions first just to get you nice and warmed up. Be all honest. Right, right. And then next, we're going to just jump into these questions. So we have five would you rather questions. Are you ready? Yep. Let's okay. Go. Would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green or never have to stand in line again? Never have to stand in line again. <laughs> what about the traffic lights? Like have you ever been driving late at night and it's just a red light, just you by yourself? Yeah, but I I look at it, at least I'm more comfortable. I'm in my car, got my AC on, I can listen to music. True. If I'm sitting at light, you know observe things versus I hate standing in line. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> like, C-Flash got to get the flash pass. Yes, for real. 
<laughs> okay, next question. Would you rather spend the rest of your life living on a seaboat or in an RV? Now, that's interesting. <laughs> you say a seaboat? Like a sailboat. Why oh. did I say seaboat? It literally <laughs> says sailboat right here. Oh, um, definitely RV. Definitely RV? RV. Yeah. yeah. Layla, what, you, what would you rather do? Hey, boo. <laughs> say, eat my chill. <laughs> <laughs> um, she over here snacking on what? What's she snacking on? Um, yeah, so I don't, I think I get seasick, but like a little bit. So I think I would, but our RV's too cramped. I mean, I've never been on a cruise either, so <gasps> yeah. What? Yeah. Sydney's here on set too. His wife, wifey gang, she over here. <laughs> the support system on strong. But, <laughs> but yeah, dang, y'all haven't been on a cruise? Mm -hmm. We were trying to grow on one, but you know, Miss Rona came. Yeah, um, same. <laughs> Same. Would you rather give up all drinks except for water or give up eating anything that was cooked in an oven? All drinks except for water. <laughs> like, yes, yes. That's interesting. I can, li I can live on water. I but, could too. But um, food is... Especially home-cooked meal gotta, in the gotta oven. Have it. Gotta you have gotta it. gotta have it. <laughs> okay, so would you rather be able to see 10 minutes into your own future or 10 minutes into the future of anyone but yourself? Mm. Like, you could look 10 minutes into Layla's life, like, in the future. Um, And this is an honest answer. Probably 10 minutes into somebody else's future. Oh, why? Um, That's interesting just being selfless and mm. i think you know um if it was my own future now i know it's gonna happen someone kind of like true more a little more frantic i guess mm -hmm. um versus somebody else's i could kind of um, help them or guide them. right, mm -hmm. right. that's a good answer very selfless i like it um i don't know yeah, I don't think if I saw ten minutes into the future something and it's like something bad, I'm gonna be freaking out. For it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be like, I can't do any of this. All right, I got one for you though. Okay. Would you rather relive 2020 or <laughs> have five babies? Oh, I'm having five kids. Period. <laughs> I'm popping out five kids. Twenty. First of all, forget 2020. Like that's fine and dandy. I love kids, y'all. I will go through that. I, I mean, I haven't been through it once, but I think I would be good. I think I would be a good mom. What do y'all think? Y'all yeah, can't, can't say anything. I think, think you'll be a great mom. A great mom. <laughs> I think I'll be a good mom. But uh, we'll have we'll revisit that conversation after you have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll come back. I'll listen to this podcast and be like, Lord, what was I thinking? Me at twenty three. <laughs> um, okay, so this is the last one. I kind of thought this was ironic. Would you rather be the first person to explore a planet or be the Inventor of a drug that cures a deadly disease, yeah. aka Miss Rona. Um, so you said either the inventor of a drug that cures a deadly, deadly disease, disease or be the first person to discover a planet, mm -hmm. explore a planet, explore, explore a planet. So I don't know if that means. Well, I guess if you're the first person, yeah, you discovered it. But what you gonna do with that? What you gonna do with a planet? I, I probably will, yeah cure find invent a cure. Yeah, right yeah. I was thinking that too. Like, what am I gonna do with the planet? Like. Who am I going to, who, can I take people? Like, <laughs> can I build a village? I don't know. Okay, guys. Well, all these questions are from conversationstartersworld.com. This is not sponsored by them, but if you have a podcast and you're trying to loosen your guests up, I would definitely go visit their website because 
they they have good questions and I haven't seen a repeat of questions so I don't know if they updated daily I don't know what they got going on but it's great so that's at conversationstartersworld.com all right Quentin all right. are you ready to jump into these yeah. questions let's get it let's get it okay so you guys already know his name but Quentin where are you from <sighs> okay so um simple answer I'm from Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, originally I was born uh, in Houston Texas mm-hmm. uh, we moved we moved here to Atlanta when I was seven. Oh, okay. so it's been like over 20 years yeah so basically i'm from here yeah you're from here. <laughs> and, and my crucial like time of my life was here yeah right. so um what was life like for you growing up <sighs> um kind of like it was fun it was uh, full of love um simple um football video games um food you know we just want to play laugh yeah it's kind of still my personality yeah (laughs) I can definitely tell um you were the first guest who actually asked me a would you rather question (laughs) back I wasn't expecting that (laughs) so um of course this podcast is about love so who in your life taught you how to love as a man Mm. um uh it wasn't like a, a particular person but just like collectively like my family is very like um loving mm-hmm. um, we are we're always doing stuff um you know I, my uncle or my, my parents mm-hmm. or somebody be like oh i'm cooking like everybody come over right so it's just kind of like i guess that's how we show love always like being there for each other right um so i, I mean i guess that's that would be it yeah i mean <laughs> you know? i definitely feel like as a kid, there are some sort of examples that you looked at and that you're like, okay, I want to love, like, I want to have that type of love, you know? Even Layla looking at you and Sydney, and it's like, oh, okay, that's how that's how you love. Um, Even though people, I don't know, people say kids don't remember stuff. I definitely think. You remember stuff. Yeah. Now from, I say from a certain point. From a separate point, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. They definitely feel. Um, So do you feel like it was hard to love, like hard to give love? Nah, not really. That's good. Do you feel like love made you quote unquote soft? Because <laughs> some guys might be like, "Well, I'm not gonna show affection because I don't want to look hard. I want I don't want to look soft." Um, <laughs> love, love. I, I I believe you know, um, love doesn't um, make you weak, or showing love doesn't make you weak. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, makes you strong, right. and it shows your strength because the world we live in like everybody is concerned about them and right. theirs so when you can you know uh really love somebody through that like mm-hmm. that shows the strength of, that you have as a person right i i totally agree especially at a time like this during a pandemic like you need to be reaching out to your loved ones like that doesn't make you soft so um have you always wanted to be married or did you not see yourself as the marrying type i hear all the time all on the internet men are like i'm not the marrying type or i can't get married so tell me a little bit about that um i i always wanted to be married um but um being that i've had conversations about that particular thing with like my friends Mm -hmm. so it's like for some of them, marriage is not a priority because either um, their parents didn't get married mm-hmm. or their parents got married and got divorces. Right. So it's kind of like for them is their their outlook on marriage is, or perspective on marriage is completely different. Right. Um. 
for me, it was kind of like my parents are married, my grandparents are married, both of my uncles are married. Right. Uh, I got great aunts and things are married. My great grandparents were married. Right. You know, so it's like like marriage is kind of like not. I don't want to say a thing like mm-hmm, oh that's mm-hmm. the goal in my family, but like I've seen plenty of marriages to where I'm like yeah like. I guess that's the right thing to do growing right. up before like really understanding things about mm-hmm. Christ. Like um, growing up, I seen marriage, so that was kind of like the right thing to do. Like you find you a woman, you settle down with that woman, you build a family. Like, right. And y'all love each other. So you've always had it kind of like a parent in your life. Like it was yeah. always demonstrated. Yeah. And I definitely think that plays a plays a factor. Like you said, like your friends, they didn't really have that in their life, and mm-hmm. it could go two or both ways. Like I don't have it, so I want it, or I don't have it, and, and I, don't I don't want, want it. it. Right. right. So um. Who taught you the process on getting a ring? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Um, so you never had to talk with like your dad? So so okay, so like my process was like um I basically made up in my mind that that's what I wanted to do. So mm-hmm. I started like asking men that I knew that was married and things like that, like mm-hmm. talking to them, asking them things. But like the whole process, um nobody like had like a process on like how you get the ring or mm. you know what I'm saying it was just kind of like well you know you save up for it mm-hmm. or if you got it you know this mm-hmm. but no like process like oh you know go to this jury store you want to look you want to you know compete you want to right uh, argue them down I'll probably just want like process like no. nobody, nobody oh, wow. process. so I just you know for me it was just I made up in my mind that's what I wanted to do yeah and I just kind of went for what I, <laughs> right. what I, you know. What you wanted. Pretty much. Right. And it's so interesting because, you know, from the women's perspective, we all know what y'all talk about when it comes to that. Like, it's just like, oh, one day you're dating a guy, and then if he likes you and loves you, he'll propose. So, like, I <laughs> like I don't know how that process goes when it comes to getting a ring. Um, so what does the ring symbolize to you, and do you think other things can replace a ring? Okay, so... Um, this is actually a question that uh, kind of stumped me when mm-hmm. I was like, I'm like praying about it and I'm like mm-hmm. trying to like think biblically, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. is there any um, Bible story or anything in the word that said, like kind of talks about this? Right. Um, now, this is what I got from and I saying is 100% correct. Mm-hmm. But So to answer the first question, the rings, you know, symbolizes... Um, like an investment in somebody or mm-hmm. you know in a relationship pretty mm-hmm. much um but biblically um they used to have the um pay a thing called the bride price mm-hmm. pretty much and so it was like um it may be you know i give you a thousand cattle <laughs> you yeah know, right. marry, you know or um in the case of uh uh was it Rachel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Rachel Lee, Le- uh, Rachel Leah, and uh, I think it was Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jacob had to work uh, seven years. Uh, he he said he worked for uh, Laban for seven years if he could marry um, Leah. Mm-hmm. So they, that was their agreement. Um, but then if you re- read the story, uh, he ended up having to work fourteen years because the dad tricked him, <laughs> and um, so he worked seven years, got the oldest daughter Rachel. Mm-hmm. And they had to work another seven years for uh, uh, Leah. Leah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was always some kind of kind of uh, exchange or payment, mm-hmm. um, or you work for it, right? Um, so like, um, that's what like the ring kind of symbolizes, I guess, in in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like, but for us, more of an investment, like in the relationship. 
And what was the second part of that question? It said, "Do you think do you think other things can replace a ring?" Which you kind of already answered. Well, yeah. biblically, that's yeah. what's biblically, but like today. Yeah. Um. Nah. I think like in our um, culture, now, like an honest moment, mm-hmm. like um, I know like older people, like they wear their ring all the time. Don't ever take it off. Um. You know that that was just like their that's how they looked at it. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I my aunt. My youngest, one of my aunts told me and said, um, when we got married, we had talked, and I never forget. And she was like, you know, remember your rings don't mean nothing. Mm. It's just a um, people people see that right. you know that you're married, your spouse know that they're married, and mm-hmm. y'all know that their marriage consists of being with God. So mm-hmm. that's your covenant. So right. your ring is just the ring is kind of to show other people like I'm off the market I'm taking right not necessarily like for me per se like yeah you wanted to be something you like <laughs> right but you know it's it's kind of like the way I put it in Sydney is just kind of like you know I want our rings to kind of be like if we out you know and she by herself and the dude like looking like dang she fine like I'm gonna go shoot my shot like and she move her hand or something and kind of like see that like <laughs> twinkling the light yeah like not, not today <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying and kind of like vice versa like same thing for me like when I'm out and I'm being checked out of flirted with like when somebody see my hand, I would expect them to respect it. Right. So Yeah. Layla's here. <laughs> yes. That I I love that. I, I can agree with you with that. Like I don't think other things can replace a ring, but I, I definitely see the symbolism in it. So mm-hmm. for me, also biblically and as an artist, I see a ring is a circle. So it's never ending, kind mm-hmm. of like your love. Mm-hmm. So okay. there's no outlets to it when you get a ring like you can't break it like you can't like take your ring and bend it so it's strong it's sturdy Mm -hmm. and it's it's everlasting like Mm -hmm. the love that you two have and the love that the god that the god that god has for the two of you Mm -hmm. so that's kind of when i when of course when i read all the questions i ask um you or going to ask you i think about answers like for myself so that was kind of my answer so it was cool to see your answer as well um so do you think every man is made for marriage yes marriage (laughs) oh man like um everybody's um made for um marriage and i and I, i stand on the principle of when god said that it's not good for man to be alone Mm -hmm. um i'll use that you could use that in some other context but i'll Mm -hmm. use that for right now and um so yeah i believe everybody is meant to have somebody right um but it god gave us the greatest thing which is freedom of choice right so like our decisions and what we choose to do um decides whether we get married or we don't right um but i believe like everybody every man is definitely made for marriage Mm -hmm. like it, it we have just like women have innate things in you like, right. that like childbirth nobody tells you how you don't know like right. exactly what to do with a child but when you get that child these innate um things that God has put in you already just start coming out you know yeah and um same thing as a man like there's no manual <laughs> right. you know on how to do certain things or manhood it's no manual mm-hmm. on that we just have guidelines and principles if you follow um christ and, and that word is a way to live so it's right. things in there principles in there that help guide you along the way but it's no like straight right or wrong manual on manhood mm-hmm. or marriage or mm-hmm. you know anything really it's kind of figuring it out <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> 
or the Bible says you have to run your race. Right. Like everybody's race is different. Like we all experience different things. Um, so those kind of shape you as a person. Right. So that's a great answer. That's a great answer because I hear from a lot of women, at least, that they'll say that um, they are not made for marriage. Like God didn't create somebody for me, and I feel like God creates people even like let's say you don't get married i feel like there is someone out there for you a significant other there to to protect you to help you through certain things and stuff like but women say all the time like god didn't make me for marriage so i was just wondering if that was a thing for men too that is a lie um but um like i said it's choices like Mm you you make those choices right you know, have repercussions or consequences that ultimately make you feel like you're not worthy of right. being married. Right. That's how a lot of women settle. And mm. it's like, why settle? And the way I look at it is like, why? Or from from my experience and situations, like, while I was kind of praying for things and what I wanted, mm-hmm. um, God was also working and preparing on Sydney for me, mm-hmm. and right. vice versa. Like, she was praying about things, and God was putting me through things and having me experience things mm-hmm. to um, prepare me for her. Right. So that when we did meet across paths, now we kind of on the basis um, ready for each other. Right. You oh, know? that's that's nice. I love that. You have such great answers. Um, what would you say to a woman are important questions to ask their man or significant other before marriage? Oh, okay. So I'm finished. Uh, I want to know this one. <laughs> I'm about to shoot y'all the plug. Uh, oh. <laughs> so he taking a sip of water, y'all. He about to excuse. Me. He about to. He about to <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, the plug is um. So uh, I'll say two plugs. Uh, Michael Ty, Natalie Ty, Michael Ty's book, mm-hmm. um, uh, Relationship Goals. Um, and then it's another pastor I listen to, uh, Pastor Darius Daniels. Mm-hmm. Um, he has he also has a podcast. And on his podcast, he had it was one uh, episode he had with his wife, mm-hmm. um, Shamika Daniels. And so they were talking about this. And uh, he also has a book, uh, I think it's called uh, Relational Integrity or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um don't call me on that. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. but um, pretty much he was saying as far as uh, what they what they talked about was when you're dating, dating is gathering data. Oh. So it's like gathering information. So it's like you know we ask questions when you're dating and try to get some know, know someone, but we have to ask the right questions. Mm. And so like ask que- they were saying like ask questions that help you gather data. Like if you want to know. You know, like how his family life is, or right. how he is with his family. Like you could just straight up ask, "Well, how's your family?" But then he could give you a vague answer, mm-hmm. and it's just like, "Oh, you know, they cool." Or I don't really mess with my family. Yeah. But you don't know why, you know. But so when you you ask a better question, like you know, how's uh, what do you do on holidays? Like mm-hmm. you know, especially when they're not from the same city. Like, do you go visit your family? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. No. Um, give them the opportunity, like give you information, mm, and so it's like you know, ask those type of questions. And when I heard that, I was like, wow! I was like, man, that's that's good. That you is know, good. Like, that's very good. So I was. That's kind of like now I think about it. Um, when people ask me that or a question like that along the lines, I tell them that like um, ask questions that give you information. You mm-hmm. know, so. Oh, what do you want to know? And mm-hmm. for women, I feel like that's easy for y'all. Y'all do it anyway. Oh, we're investigators. Exactly. We are the so, FBI. 
So um, I'm sure you know y'all can. Um, all you, you have know, to do is give me questions. a name, not even the last <laughs> name. I'm gonna find her, him, whatever it has to do with. So um, I would definitely say uh, that um, you know what you, what do you want to know? Right. Um, you may get lucky. You might you know have a guy that's like open, so mm-hmm. he'll pretty much answer anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then you may not. You might have right. to you know really dig. So yeah. You know, before you make a major decision like that, you need to know kind of what you're getting yourself into. Right. Families are important, too. Like yeah. how, especially like how someone grew up and how they spend time with their family. Mm-hmm. All that kind of plays a factor into the man that they are to marry you. So. Yeah. And you, and you want to, you know, um, find somebody you're compatible with. Like mm-hmm. if you're a party girl, how you and a dude that's a homebody going to work? You know, exactly. he he want to chill and you want to go out. You want to turn up and he want to, I want to turn some pages. I want to read. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? Let's, you know, so it, it, it inevitably creates like a clash because right. it's like we're not compatible like that. And I'm not saying that people can't change because that's a key. That's a key alert mm-hmm. for relationships. It's like, you know, at some point um, you have to respect that each other, both each other are evolving as people. <laughs> Layla is on the run. <laughs> wow, boo. But um, you know, you have to respect that each, that uh, each one of you are gonna continue to grow right. as a person. Mm-hmm. And um, when so it could change. You know, that party person might be like, uh, nah, you know what? I actually do like right, or I don't want to go out as much. Exactly. And I, I definitely think people can change for people, but it's just, like, you can't force them to. So, you know, like, if the guy is at home, he wants to say, you can't be like, no, you can't go out and all that type of mm-hmm. stuff. Like, you just got to allow people to change if that's what you right. Like, you know, with a man in his game system. We're not going to get into that <laughs> because y'all always playing games. Yes, but, but the example, like, you, you, you got to... Pick your poison because... I think no 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 no. I no, I think honestly for me personally, I had seen something. Layla, hey, you wanna be in the combo? What's up, mom? <laughs> Go wipe your mouth. She knows it's on your mouth. So what I heard one time was that um this one girl, she was on Instagram or Twitter, I can't remember, but she was talking about would y'all rather have your man be out in the streets or out partying or have your man playing the game system? And I thought about that. I said, hmm. I much rather have him playing 2K. Like I don't mind it as much, and actually, it's actually kind of fun to watch, ladies. If you're a cheerleader, I be watching. I be cheering my man on. He got a um, what them things called? A my player. He had like a 98, and he playing for the Heats. He doing something. I be I be watching him. He look just like him too. I be like, go on, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, 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 be on the Call of Duty with me. Yeah, she, yeah. She got her, you know, own classes set up. <laughs> I did make a um, what was that called, babe? The um, the person I made the shooting game when you're trying to save somebody. Division two. I made a person on there. I'm not good at it because I don't know why y'all like this, but why you gotta move the camera and the person? <laughs> why can't you just move the person? Guys, answer that, <laughs> fellas. Fellas, answer that because when I play Animal Crossing, the camera moves with me. I don't have to move the camera. Because it gives it a more realistic feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, because think about it. If you real life running, like you're not just running straight and see everything. <laughs> yeah, like, you got to turn and look. You know, so 
That's why. Okay. Well, all right. Sorry, y'all. We got a little off track. But yeah. I mean, I feel like that is a big part of the people that you choose. Like, is he in into games or right or not? Like, well, I, I think everybody has to have their outlet. For yes. most men, mm-hmm. um, especially millennial men, right. <laughs> it's our game systems. And mm-hmm. I mean, you think about it, like um, when you in a relationship like a serious relationship mm-hmm. like you spend a lot of your free time with your significant other or mm-hmm. your spouse so like um you still have uh you still make time when time is there for the homies or other people right but most of the time you chilling you with your significant other but sometimes y'all need a break so right. like your break you know what i'm saying most like i said most millennial men our break is like I'm going to go play the game, and mm-hmm. I can still connect with my homies through the game. Mm-hmm. So we ain't physically got to be out, you know, but we can still kick it. You know what I'm saying? We on 2K, we mm-hmm. on man, whatever. Um, so, I mean, that's just how I look at it. Now, you have to, from the man's perspective and what I've learned is, um, guys, um, a lot of uh, our women don't mind us playing the game. Uh, it's just when we give the game too much attention over them. There you go. Um, so we kind of got to, you know, navigate that. Because um, let me tell you, you looking back at me when you make a shot, that's not giving me attention. <laughs> I need you to get off the game, come feed me, and we need to spend time together. <laughs> they always be like, good, oh, babe, you see that? Oh, they touch my leg, whatever. You, don't do that. Yeah, you know, you're supposed to be cheering. <laughs> Hey, I, when I be on my 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 uh my player in my career and I make certain decisions, I be talking to Sydney like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's real life. You know what I'm saying? Like that's very true. Fully immersed in it. <laughs> it's cute. I like it. Okay, so this is kind of a it could be a dry answer, but what is a marriage to you? What is a marriage to me? Mm-hmm. Whew. Um, it is a covenant first of all it's not contractual um it's a covenant between me mm-hmm. and god my my wife and myself mm-hmm. and my wife and god um so um there's just a relationship <laughs> between <laughs> us yeah um nobody else is in it right um so i kind of on a simple sense yeah no, but but the marriage you could ask a lot of people in today's age and they would have a very different answer. Oh, of course. Yeah, so yeah. Um so we talked a little bit about how you grew up and what you think marriage is. So now let's get into the nitty gritty. How did you meet your wife? <laughs> <sighs> I know right. this story, but Ooh, I need yeah. my stars to hear this one. I need um <laughs> black people meet need to um Cut, start cutting us a check because <laughs> we done told this story a lot because everybody wants to know that yeah. so um it was a point uh where i was basically i was single sitting new single um this the short version mm-hmm. um she i got on black people with me because uh, i was bored and i said i seen the commercial one night <laughs> And it came across screen. I was like, man, that ain't real. I was like, man, I'm gonna get on there. Let's just see what if, what this be talking about. I'm gonna keep the free trial. Mm-hmm. Keep so, <laughs> so I got on there. Um, was, you know, on there, and come to find out, kind of like same similar thing with Sydney. Like bored. Um, I believe mommy actually taught her to get on there. Um, yeah, she did. So um, Sydney, May, you know, got on there or whatever. Um, so she came up, I sent her a message, 
And then, um, yeah, she messaged me back, like, I think a couple days later or something like that. <laughs> um, I think her trial was ending, so she was getting off. And I sent her one last message, and she just sent me her number, I believe. And um, I'm going to leave out some other details because that's going to start an argument between me and her. <laughs> um, but somehow we ended up on the phone one night. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we believe it was just God, though, because I don't remember calling her. Um, but she says I called her. She also did give me her number. So I don't know. <laughs> um, we just like, you know what, we're going to put that on God. <laughs> guy was like, nah, y'all gonna talk. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and she actually was on the phone uh, when I called her. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, now we met on Black People Meet. Hey, shout out to Black People Meet, but it's not sponsored. <laughs> right. So, how, now that we talked about your wife, how y'all met, that's like such a beautiful story. Um, it's, it's unique. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely that. So, um, well, what do you think is the hardest part about being married? Woo! Uh, wow. Um, I, I honestly like the hardest. I think the hardest part is um, the constantly always having to be um, or try to be selfless, mm. um, and mm. always worried about that other person. Like mm. you know, when you when you by yourself, you kind of like move with. Whatever Q want to do, if Q want to eat this, that's what I'm eating. Right. If Q want to go do this, then that's what I'm doing. If Q don't want to do nothing, then Q ain't about to do nothing. <laughs> right. Versus, like, now it's like, well, Q want to do, Q don't want to do nothing, but Sydney want to go do this. Yeah, right. So now <laughs> what decision do I make to maintain peace and right. also accommodate your work? Right. Or sacrifice. What sacrifice do I make? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, like always having to worry about the other person, like their feelings, their emotions, how a decision you make affects them, like all of that. I think is the hardest part because you can't just. It's no more just like you, like you. It's it's one body, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like y'all supposed to be exactly. like a unit moving together. So like, um, we like to maintain peace in our relationship. So like. <laughs> Um, for us, sometimes it's like that's why I said sacrifice, not compromise. Right. Like, mm. Compromise keeps account. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I mm. did this last time, so mm. why you can't do that this time? Mm-hmm. Like, and that creates arguments versus sacrificing. Um, when you sacrifice something, you're not you're doing it uh, in spite of or for the betterment of. Right. Um, mm. So um, sacrificing in those moments, like it's marriage is a constant, is like sacrifice. And then the other thing is like. Be with somebody, like, this sounds, I don't like to say it like this, but I haven't figured out another way to say it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, marriage is, like, um, love ain't enough. Let's Mm -hmm. say it like that. Um, You have to, like, how do y'all move Mm -hmm. together? Like, are y'all compatible? Like, you know, when God says it's not good for a man to be alone, he said, well, let me find him a suitable helper. Right. So, like somebody that you can live with, do life with, like, um, make business decisions with, mm. financial decisions. Because, well, I mean, when you marry, you know, you have so many, like, um, lanes of marriage, right. like financial, financially, uh, emotionally, spiritually, physically, you know, then we bring kids into it. And so you always kind of, like, thinking ahead. So you have to be with somebody that you can make decisions like that. Right. With. 
And I think I love how you said that, like, love isn't enough. Like, even though some people could take it the wrong way, but that is so true. Like, you can love anything. I love cake. I love cookies. But, like, should I eat it all the time? Right. No. <laughs> like, what benefit does it what have What benefit does it Right. You need to figure out, okay, I love them and I can do this. And I love them and or even if I love them. Oh, someone said this. They said, I love them. It's, it's basically saying, like, you love them except, like, let's say they have, like, some flaws, like, something that you're not. Which everybody does. Which everybody does. Like, let's say you leave the toothpaste cap off, the toothpaste or whatever. Can Sydney still love you if you do that? Right. Or um, can Sydney still love you if you leave your drawers on the floor? Or whatever. Like, it's like, what can't, like, you have to love them and everything they come with. Yeah. So I love how you said that. And, so, and another thing is, like, so... <laughs> biblically right. you know what I'm saying going back to the word like um, especially as a man like you know in Ephesians it's you know uh, I want to say it's Ephesians chapter 5 mm-hmm. <sighs> Ephesians chapter 5 I want to say verse 22 mm-hmm. um, don't hold me accountable on the verses but I do strongly believe it's Ephesians chapter 5 mm-hmm. where it talks about like kind of like our roles as husbands and wife. Right. And one thing that it says for the husbands is husbands um love love your um wife as you love your own body. Right. Mm. So it's like taking that and that's why like the Bible is just man like it's living word because mm. it applies in situations. It's like so how how do <laughs> I love how do I like um how's that practical in my relationship in my everyday life and mm. loving my wife. And it's like you know so those times where it's like I could just lay down, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I, I want some water. Can you go get me some water? Like, mm. now to my my natural mind, like, dang, mm. why I gotta get up and go get? Why you got you got two working legs? Right. Like, but if I take that scripture to heart, well, dang, you know what? You have been with the baby all day. Maybe you tired. Mm. So you know what? Yeah, I I go get it. Or you changing her diaper? Right. So I go get some. Or you, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe you're tired. Um, so it's just like loving um, her in the way I would love myself because I would give myself grace in situations. And right. Like, oh, I really, I'm thirsty, but I really don't want to get up, but I'm really thirsty. You know what, let me right. just get up and go do it. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm loving my wife as I love myself, then, mm. you know, that's an example. Instead of bickering, creating an argument, all right, I'll go get it. You right. Know? And, and sometimes... <laughs> You gotta tell, gotta tell daddy on her. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, oh, and I think that's another, you know, key to like marriage, like, and why God is so important to having a marriage, um, because you gotta. I, sometimes I can't get to Sydney because the way I may come off, or I may say something, may tick her off, or you know. But if I tell God and I pray about mm-hmm. it and pray certain things over her, then I let Him deal with it. Then God put conviction in her heart or show her like. Mm-hmm. Well, that last argument or situation, you could have did this. Right. And it may be the very same thing that I'm saying, but she's not receiving it from me because it's me mm. versus when it's God and it's in your heart and you, that Holy Spirit, get, you know, that convicting feeling is, is completely different. Mm-hmm. So. so I noticed you said tell daddy on her. So you call God daddy? Daddy, Abba, father. Well, Abba I love means that. father. Because mm-hmm. um, it has to 
a real relationship is personal. Like it's 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 only like even for yourself, you know, it's certain um names that only certain people call you. you right. Know, everybody might not call you glow. Right. You know, mm-hmm. people close to you may call you glow while everybody else say Gloria. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the same thing like with me, like people close to me, yeah, that's cute. Most people is like, oh, Quentin or you know what I'm saying? So it's just like that. So if it's really personal, then we supposed to have a relationship with him, like why I'm I'm still calling him and giving him the respect of who he is to me, which is my father. Right. You know, it's my heavenly father. So, you know, I, those names like daddy, it's personal. <laughs> right. Know? So. Right. I love that. So now that we talked about the hardest part, what do you think is the easiest part about being married? The easiest part? <laughs> um, being married to my best friend. Aww. Like, um, it's just see. fun. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's, um, being having that person where you can truly be uh, vulnerable with, mm-hmm. um, you know, and again back <laughs> to uh, the Bible where it says, you know, um, Adam and Eve was naked and they were unashamed. Mm. You know, like yeah, we know like they were physically naked, um, but it's deeper than that you know being naked with somebody being able to be vulnerable like spiritually mm-hmm. uh, emotionally um you know um mentally right you know, especially like mentally like because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times we don't share what's going on in our own minds like right. the, the depths and the deep things of that's going on in our own mind so to have like that one person that you can do that with and not feel stupid not feel um ashamed about anything mm-hmm. um i think that's the easiest part yeah oh um so i'm gonna ask this and what are some situations that you simply do not see as a big deal but your wife does <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay um oh man okay so if you know see you know she's extremely terrified of roaches <laughs> oh my God. um so like we're i understand that like it's a phobia i get that um but <laughs> so it'd be like things like we might be walking outside at night and or you know going to the car going in the house from the car and if she see like a roach she freezes like straight up like She's gonna stop dead in her track. She gonna scream. She gonna like, like somebody like alive and can move, but just paralyzed in the spot type of yeah. phobia. And so for me, it's like I get that. So it's like okay, because we had got into it one time about it <laughs> about a roach. So, <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> so we had got into it one time about it. Anyway, and so then it was just like okay. Let me try to do things her way to make her feel comfortable because she yeah. ain't got a problem. So, okay, you know what? All right, I'll take some bug spray or whatever. I'll spray, like, the little path. And, you know, Aww. I'll do that. I'll, I'll hold you while we go through, like, the <laughs> area, right? <laughs> but it gets irritating when it's like, I'm telling you to come on. <laughs> like, like, the thing is about roaches, too, is, like, they more scared of you than you are of it. The moment you stomp, they gone by their business, right? I'm so it's like, <laughs> so it's like if I stomp and the path clear and I don't see nothing, I'm like, come on, you like, mm, you didn't do this, you didn't do it. like, come on, really? 
Like you make me do all this extra stuff. Like I'm trying to make you feel safe and secure. I'm I'm spraying. I'm doing, it. and it's not that big of a deal to me because it's like really like I gotta do all this, you know. But to her, it's major. It's like major, major. <laughs> I feel her. I feel her. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm laughing. Rashid is here, and uh, I mean, I got my phobias. I'm scared of clowns. I'm scared of bugs. Um, I'm, I don't like the dark, so yeah, he. I can see guys getting irritated at simple stuff that we do, but at the same time, I'm sorry. Okay, um, <laughs> what, is, what is something that you that you had to learn about your wife that you didn't know while y'all were dating, like that you learned when y'all were married? Being more um, <laughs> patient. I have to be more patient. Mm. Um, patience. <laughs> um, That's a good one. Yeah. If um, people don't. How, really how to be patient. Because right. um, the way uh, I, my homeboy, shout out to Terrence um, <laughs> Eggleston. But um, the way he put it to us when uh, one, one I, you know, in small group was like, um, I can generally be a good husband, mm. but may not specifically be a good husband to, for my wife. Mm. So it's like, you know, generally, like, we've all experienced it. Like, you might be telling your girls about, like, uh, you know, a little beef you and your boy. Girl, you need to start that. You got a good man. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, I mean, yeah, generally, like, that's good. But it's these certain things that I need as a mm. person and as a female to thrive in a relationship Mm. and so when i'm not getting those like now i'm not being a good husband specifically to you to your needs catering to you Mm, Um, so patience i think um in a lot of situations um and how how to say certain things because my family were very direct Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) um and you know uh we love each other, but sometimes we don't say things or communicate things right. in love. Mm. And so I had to learn that with her. It's like, um, I got to communicate with her differently. Than, right. You know, and I mean, that kind of started when we were dating, but it didn't really, like, we didn't live together before we were married. Mm. So it wasn't until, like, we really got married where it's like, now every day we got to, like, try to figure this stuff out. Right. Oh, yeah. I, well, I like that. So how did you know you were going to get married to your wife? Yeah. And if you no. could describe the feeling of knowing, no, <laughs> how would you describe it? Because I think that's hard. That is definitely hard. Um, I wouldn't describe. I wouldn't describe the f- uh, knowing as a feeling. Mm. Um, I would mm. more to describe it as an experience mm. because, like, when you're dating, you know, through and courting each other up until like you start to think about, the, you know, that and mm-hmm. really being married. You get to a point where it's like, oh, what my future look like? You get to a point where you started to, like, I can't see my future without this person. Mm. And so um, you get, you know, that. Um, and then, like, what I did was just, like, so <laughs> I'll tell you, like, and I say experiences um, because, like, the, the dating process, like, throughout this courtship, when it gets serious, like, you should see things in this person that lets you know like yeah i want to be with this person right and and that person's actions or your act y'all y'all together y'all mm-hmm. actions should 
uh, show that you mm. want to be together. So it's like the experience that you have together. And so like for me, my moment of like when my light bulb went off, like I had to, uh, have you seen uh, <laughs> the the Flintstones yeah. with Kazoo? Like, <laughs> you know, Kazoo like, hey, dumb, dumb. <laughs> um, so that moment, so I was, uh, it was, I forget the year. Um, well, I ain't gonna say I forget it. I just really ain't thinking about it right now. Mm-hmm. But um, it was New Year's Eve and I was at uh, one of my cousin's house and um, some friend, some of uh, her friends was there. And so <laughs> her friend got this phone call. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know what, you know, the phone call about, but she hung up, she was like, dang, you know, more explicit. But mm-hmm. she was like, dang, girl, like, man, I'm mad he just called me. I'm mad I wore this. So my cousin like, what you mean? Like, mm-hmm. you look good. Like, she was like, nah, if I'd have known, you know, he was going to call me, I would have wore something else. My cousin like, Girl, I ain't married. Like, you know, mm-hmm. she's like, um, I don't care. He can have a whole wife, whatever. He can always get this if he call me. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, because they, they're older than me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, dang, y'all, that, you know, older than me, and y'all still, like, women still play games like that at wow. that age. Like, mm-hmm. light bulb went off. Like, you know, like I said, like, Kazoo, just, hey, dumb dumb. Like, mm-hmm. What you waiting on? Yeah. Like, and I just like in that moment I really started like um putting everything into a perspective. Mm-hmm. Um with me and Sydney and just like, okay, I have this um great girl, this, you know, amazing person. Um, she's done this in my life. I've been better in this department because of this. Mm-hmm. And I started putting all this stuff together. I'm like, why am I like still out here? I ain't missing out on nothing. Like right. let me just go ahead and do it. Right. So like at that moment, um, it was just I made my mind up, so I knew, mm. you know. But like I said, the experiences of like one of the, just throughout our whole relationship, like one of the first things like she ever asked me like when we first started talking it was just like, "How's your relationship? How's your walk with God?" I'm like, "What you mean my walk with God? Like, <laughs> mm. I know God, we cool, like <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, um, like no, like how's really your walk? How's your relationship?" Mm. Well, that was different, mm-hmm. you know, off the bat. Nobody, no females ever really asked me that or cared that much mm. um, about it. Um, then it was just things like for a gift, um, one year, I think it was a Christmas gift. Um, instead of her uh, buying me something, she gave me what I needed. Like in my room, I needed. Now, y'all know how some men's room be looking. We just <laughs> like got the bare necessities, you know what I'm saying? We come in. Take the shirt off, chunk it in the corner. That's <laughs> curtains. You know what I'm saying? Like we just as long as I got a bed, TV, my clothes go somewhere, and I got my game system straight. <laughs> so <laughs> I said she does curtains. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, so she gave me um, what I needed, which was organization. Like, I was at work, and she came while I was at work, and she redid my whole room, my closet, um, bought me, like, a comforter, like, all of that. And um, so, you know, like, things like that was just, like, hmm, like, you take mental notes, uh, mm. that type of stuff as a guy. So, Oh, that's very sweet. I love hearing. <laughs> I'm such a sap. Everyone should know this by now. <laughs> So, do you believe there is an age limit on marriage? Like, do you think, like, 
like I know you probably see like 18, 19 years old getting married. Like, what are your <laughs> thoughts on that? Um, age cap? No. No, I think it should be like, um, I, so what I believe, I, I believe like you really honestly should give yourself time to grow because mm-hmm. like think about it, when you 18, 19, yeah. you're not nowhere near ready to be married. You're too, you're too selfish. Right. You don't, you haven't really, well, I, I don't want to offend nobody. Like not to say that you haven't really experienced life yet, but you know what I'm saying? Because some, some people have it hard, like, through high school, middle mm-hmm. school, things like that. But um, you ain't really experienced, like, people mm. yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's, like, kind of, I think, like, when we get into that college experience, we start to kind of, like, explore who we think we really are. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I think you should, like, 18, 19 is way too young. Like, even 20, in my opinion, is too young. Like, <laughs> mm. 21 and up, maybe. Mm. And the reason, like, you know, just because at 21, maybe you were mature enough for it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, anything in the team, <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you on that one. Um, So we're going to talk about Layla for a little bit. Layla is your little baby girl, yeah. your first child. The princess. Yes. How old is she now? One. She is one and moving, y'all. Yeah. She is on a roll. So, um, were you scared to become a father, especially of a girl? <sighs> okay, scared, uh, kind of, but it's that scared nervousness. Like I've never been a father before. Right, so right. Like I don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Like then you only have like to draw on um, from uh, other people. So like. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't mention this, but like what I did um, with back to the knowing question, like I started asking questions to men who are remarried. Mm. Um, like, you know, how did you know that your wife was your wife? Like even mm. I asked my dad, uh, my grandfather, uh, other people. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. same same thing with like people that had kids, like people excited for you. So like, man, you know, fatherhood, uh, but of course, you know, people were like, Oh man, wait till you got to do this. Wait till they boo boo all the way up their back. Wait till this, and then mm. oh, you ain't gonna get no sleep. And then and you know, I even had like men tell me like, um, cause a lot of older men, you know, now we get paternity leave as like mm. uh, mm-hmm. you take off just like the mom can. Mm. Um, it may not be as long though, but um. <laughs> So, like, a lot of older men kind of, you know, mad about that. Like, I couldn't be there when my baby was born, so I don't think you, you know. Yeah. Very spiteful. Salt. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, I had some people, you know, uh, well, you, you might as well come to work anyway, you know. Yeah. You, you can't do nothing. All they going to want is the mama. And then, bull crap. Like, mm-hmm. I found stuff to do as a father. Like, oh, I, you, you need me to just run downstairs and put the, the breast milk in the freezer? Cool. <laughs> you need me to change the diaper? Cool. You need, yeah. You know, I found ways to be there. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's something you learn mm. as a father. Like, you find ways to, like, be there to mm-hmm. make things work. Yeah. Yeah. I love to hear that, too. It's always great, especially from our last episode. We were talking about the importance of father figures. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think being there for your daughter is just an amazing thing. A lot of fathers are not present in people's lives. So Mm -hmm. kudos to you. Um, So do you see a lot of yourself and Sydney in her? Yeah. Yeah. Some some things definitely. Like, um, (laughs) I've heard these changes. But she's um, bossy, like Sydney. Um, but she's 
she could be stubborn like me. Oh, um, wow. So, like, what a beautiful combo. Yeah, bossy and stubborn. <laughs> like, so you could tell people what to do, but kind of why I tell you what to do. Yeah, um, but I can't tell you. Um, more good traits. Um, she's very, like, silly and goofy. And oh, that's, yeah. that's something, like, me and Sydney both are like that. So, um, that... Um, and she like she cares like the way like she she's very intentional like even how she pet the dogs it's like gentle. you know gentle yeah. kind of like you know so that type of stuff. Oh, that is so sweet. She y'all, I wish y'all could see her. She is adorable. If you haven't check out my Instagram, I think she's posted in some of um, the family pictures. Um, so I have to ask: Is arguing in a relationship normal? Completely normal. Some people <laughs> look. Some people think. Even I, I can say personally, when I argue in a relationship, I see it as a red flag because I haven't seen my parents argue too much, mm-hmm. and all I see in the movies, you know, when a couple argues they're getting a divorce so it took me a long time to even realize in my relationship arguing is okay yeah so let's not say arguing let's say constructive (laughs) disputes (laughs) (laughs) um and the reason why i say like let's word it like that is because like um if you don't argue in a relationship I don't feel like you grow mm, as a couple. I agree. Because now we are now we got this argument. So you know what we gotta do? We gotta communicate. Mm. And so how how do we communicate? And then so like when you're dating, like that's you know, back to one of the earlier questions, like type of questions you ask, like but like, you know, gathering data, like when you argue, like, um, do she just you know it don't matter how you feel about the situation it's all about her mm. you know when he upset do he go into a complete rage because mm. he mad like those are things you want to pay attention to right. so if you have those are constructive disagreements um it gives you a chance to like uh peep game mm-hmm. and gather information on people also mm-hmm. like communicating like because now we have to like hash out mm. the beef between us. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And so it, and it grows you because um, in that communication, now you get a better understanding of mm. each other that you otherwise wouldn't have gotten because mm-hmm. y'all didn't argue, so y'all didn't have a disagreement. Argue seems very negative. It does. And, it does. Um, when you think about argument, you think about somebody going to jail, people getting divorced. Right, right. You know, somebody getting slapped around or, you know, things like that. But mm-hmm. constructive disagreements. Wow. Yeah. I, I think that's a better way to put it because, yeah, our dis- disputes, they're not fun. <laughs> we'll just say that. But I do not. agree. They help you grow and they help you understand the person. And you what comes out of it is a lot of good conversations mm-hmm. that you probably wouldn't have talked about if it's just all, you right. know, Christmas lights and, and then or whatever. After you argue with your significant other and then y'all communicate, I, I feel like you get a sense of like that growing together. Mm-hmm. Like now yeah. I feel more close to you. I right. understand you better. Like I understand. Yeah. I the reason why you really ticked wasn't because, you know, I, what I said, it's how you said it. To right. me. You didn't receive that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that's another thing, like love languages, like, Mm-hmm. Um, how does your partner receive love, but as well as like how do they give it? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because the same thing, communication. Like you may be a straightforward person, and somebody might be able to like glow, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You can you can handle that. Mm-hmm. Whereas Rasheed, you come in Rasheed like that. Rasheed like feeling like who you talking to? Like feel threatened. You <laughs> right, know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so how does he receive information? Receive you know what you're saying? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 
if you need to have like a little softer tone, maybe you can't be straightforward like that. Maybe you gotta be like, well, babe, I was just thinking, mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. You know what, babe? I can see your point on that. Mm-hmm. You know, so how how what's your line of communication? How do y'all communicate? Right. I like that. I like that, and I think it's definitely a process oh, to get yeah. through. So, um, how do you? Well, speaking of that, like, so how do you guys settle disputes? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like I said before, we're silly. So the petty kind of funny stuff, we rock paper scissors. Or if it's stuff like we want to be lazy, neither one of us really feel like doing it. We rock paper scissors. Whoever, best two out of three. <laughs> um, whoever loses, gotta do it. Like that's playing rock paper scissors. That's like your automatic. That's your bid. If yeah. I lose, then okay, I lost. Now I got to honor, you know, <laughs> the serious stuff. Like, nah, we we having a conversation most definitely. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that can be heated conversations. They can be uh, real raw conversations where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I really know you feel like that, you know. Or sometimes we lead the conversation kind of like feel yeah. like, dang, like. Oh, that's how you really been feeling. So now you know you now we really gotta go pray about this because now I'm feeling some type of way. Right but now I know how you feel. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know how I feel, but we got each other feeling yeah. the way, you know, so we gotta go pray about that thing. So. Right. Yeah. So I mean it's good. I think it's important to know how you two settle disputes and stuff. So um what disputes have the two of you had that you thought were silly? Um I know you said the cockroach thing. Cause you made me think about something else to piggyback on the other, the last question. Mm-hmm. Um, also having like rules of engagement, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, cause some some people like think about two stubborn people arguing, like mm-hmm. they don't think they're wrong, they, mm. how they can be. So like rules rules of engagement, just like some rules that you uh, and your significant significant other have to keep the conversation mm. constructive. I like um, that. So, like, you know, one of ours is, like, we really don't whatever each other because whatever is, like, one of them t- words that kind of, like, when men hurt serious, like, that'll set either one of us off, mm-hmm. like, because, um, like, you don't care. Yeah. So, like, um, we don't whatever each other, um, and we'll communicate, like, if we really hurt or feel some type of way about something, we'll communicate, like, I don't want to talk about this right now, but I do want to talk about it. So, um, we'll set a time when we're going to talk about, like, can we talk about it later? Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? But sometimes we have to be more specific than that. Like, what's later? Well, can we talk about it, like, tonight when it's just me and you? Can we talk about it? You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, kind of give give each other space to kind of, like, clear our heads, think about stuff um, mm. so we don't blow up. Yeah, I, def- I definitely like that, especially, like, you know, we got to – if we have to come back to it later, hey, I just need some space. That's very important, especially when you get an argument. You just need to – let me just think about what I say before I speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess you kind of already talked about it, but what kind of boundaries protect your marriage? Sometimes we won't. Um, it's not like a very consistent consistent thing, um, but sometimes like we won't watch certain things, like if it's certain scenes or mm. things on uh, shows or movies. If it gets to the point where it's too much, we're kind of like, okay, you know, uh, kind of watching the music and stuff we listen to. Because mm. um, you got to think, you know, um, your diet, like what you take in, mm. um, so it is more than just foods. <laughs> what we see, what we uh, hear, right? I like that because some people don't think about that. I mean, we didn't either, honestly. You know, until like I said, you start growing more, um, being more spiritually mature. Mm-hmm. Um, God reveals 
things to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one, that's one thing. It's just kind of like, you know, uh, music is a big thing. Mm. Um, but those are good ones. Those are good ones to have. Y'all are listening. Y'all need to be taking notes because shopping facts we only have two questions left guys i'm sad that this is ending but what is the secret sauce to a good marriage <laughs> okay tell okay. us tell us the keys yeah i want the key i want the secret sauce yes the secret <laughs> sauce to marriage a good successful healthy marriage mm-hmm. is that's me drum rolling <laughs> this, this is what i'm about to say you know um some people not gonna accept it, but mm-hmm. it's the truth. But um, really, just having God in your marriage and yes. God in your life, like mm. um, you know, um, certain principles and what's well, principles in the word that you know you live by when you marry. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> uh, just having, like I said, that personal relationship because it's gonna be times, like I said before, like I can't get to her to change her mind to see her faults, right? But God can, cause God mm. created her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I would say definitely having God. It's t- like even times, like I said, like the word keeping me in line and giving me correction, right? And conviction. You know what I'm saying? Because it's gonna be times she can't tell me anything. Right. She gotta go tell Daddy on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, that, I gotta have God in there, man. Like, why not have? The, the essence of the person who created the very thing that you're in, you know, created marriage. Right. So, of course, if he created it, he knows how to navigate marriage. Mm. He knows how to make it work, <laughs> you know. So, um, definitely having God in it. I love that. Yes, that's, that's the secret sauce, y'all. You heard it here on his spoken words. That's the secret sauce. God had Jesus. God had Jesus. <laughs> Period. Okay, so this is the last question. Uh, I know. (laughs) So after this, I will do my poem for you and our live audience that we have here. (laughs) And then it will be the end. Okay, so last question. This is the grand finale. It's kind of long. So love is a continued learning experience. There are no rules on what to do and what not to do because every human is different. However, there are basic fundamentals on what every human needs, such as being heard, understood, and loved. How do you show your wife this? And if someone is struggling to understand their partner, what advice would you give? Okay, so <laughs> back love languages. Yes. You know, and understanding understanding how your partner receives love mm-hmm. as well as gives love. Right. And so... Um, like for me, my number one thing is uh, what is it? Uh, so you have his words of affirmations, uh, Serve, acts, of service. acts of service, gifts, mm-hmm. uh, touch, and what's the what's the last? One? I feel like there's one more. Affirmation, words of affirmation, gifts, touch, acts of service, quality time. Quality time, yeah. yeah. Okay, so my number one thing is acts of service, like. Um, but what's funny is, and this this is not the same for every everybody, but for me that's that's like the way I give love. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I I do things for people. I try to you know uh, lighten or you know ease the burden on people. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody turns around and do, does it for me, I'm Aww. like, oh man, like you love me. Yeah, you that's know? nice. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas um, I believe Sydney's number one thing is um, touch. Mm-hmm. Sydney, what's yours? Touch, right. And then number two is 
between quality of time and words of affirmation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and my second one was words of affirmation, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like you know, um, like hearing "good job," <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or um, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Things Aww. like that. So it's just like understanding that you can love uh, people mm-hmm. um, or and your significant other uh, better because mm-hmm. now you understand how to receive love. Mm-hmm. And they and naturally, when we first get with people, we try to love them the way we like to be loved. loved right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes that that that's cool starting off when you're in that like. Um, uh, infatuation and stage because mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. that person can't do no wrong, right? <laughs> um, but then as your relationship um, grows and gets older, mm-hmm. um, that kind of can become a problem because then now the person's not necessarily meeting your specific needs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so where do you, where can people take this love language test? You just type it in on Google. Yeah. Okay, guys. I, I love languages. <laughs> guys. Type it in on Google. That was his advice. Find out your partner's love language. Have God in it. And find someone that's your best friend. Pretty much. Sounds pretty easy enough. Well, Quentin, thank you so much for being uh, on thank here. Thank you for having me. This was amazing. Like, I, was I learned so much. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Having Layla on set. <laughs> Y'all, I think I'm going to start doing live audiences because this was fun. Having people here. <laughs> and do you have any other anything else that you would like to say? Nah, just, you know. Love God, love people. Love God and love people. All right, so I'm going to do the poem, and then we'll be out this thing. All right. Okay, so this poem is kind of dedicated to whoever my future husband will be, which, I, of course, I, I hope it's my current boyfriend, but I think it's really great to, you know, reflect on what you hope your future husband will be. And of course, having Quentin here and explaining marriage and love, it really inspired me to write this poem. And it is called The Love of a Black Man. So I hope that you guys enjoy this. And yeah, The Love of a Black Man. Dear future husband, I hope one day I can read you this and it will make you blush and blow me a kiss. And it will make me realize that every wish that I wished for and every pray that I prayed for was heard. And you were brought to me like a cup of water after a sprint, like $500 right before rent was due. Boo, this poem is all about you. Dear future husband, I never understood what love meant before I met you. The love that a black man can give is so strong. It pours out from your pores and sinks into my skin. Our love blends so perfectly. You are so sure of me. Even when I let others get the best of me, you love me on the days that I can't even look at myself in the mirror. You remember things about me that others have forgotten. Your eyes and heart are so locked in. I'm so glad I no longer have to pretend. Dear future husband, God one day told me, the man who loves you will love you naturally. He will love you without the eyelashes, and even if you are late to all the fashion trends, he will look He will look at you as if you always win, as if you are Beyonce in his eyes, even with the face mask and retainer, and even if you act a little stranger than others, he will love you like no other. And if you are standing in front of me now, you know about the insecurities that I battle, and it all matters to you to an extent. Because you see me for so much more. You see past the skin, and you look from within. You see all the curves God handcrafted on me. You see all the scars I have gotten from falling on my knees, and you still love me. Dear future husband, I've been hurt in the past, but I trust that you will not hurt me, and I will not hurt you. Society tries to. 
but I will value you as a black man. I will stand when your knees feel weak. I will scream when you can't speak. I will hold your hand as you weep. I, as your wife, will hold you tight and will allow you to feel when the world tries to tear you down. The love that you give as a black man is so powerful that people don't even notice. But baby, I notice you, and I want to say that I value you. Dear future husband, this is a letter that I wrote just for you. At the age of 23, all I could picture is you and me. I will say this at our wedding while you are standing in front of me. Our friends will smile at us, and my mother will cry, and my dad will give you the nod of approval. I can't wait for the day that I can take the future out of this poem, and you will just be my husband, my number one fan, my right-hand man. So don't just stand there. Kiss me. And that's the end of the poem. <laughs> that was great. Oh, thank yeah, that was, you. That was great. I was, I was in that one. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, me and Sydney. So that was, that was a great poem. Oh, thank you. Well, guys, that wraps up another episode of His Spoken Words. Tune in in another two weeks to hear the next episode. Bye. Peace. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of this special season of His Spoken Words. You can still follow the podcast at her.spokenwords, and you can follow me, the host, at livingwithyourglow with underscores in between. Again, thank you for listening, and stay glowing and stay shining, my stars. Until next time.